And I, and I think it's, it, it could potentially be one of the greatest moments in Toronto sports history. This is game six. The Toronto Raptors are one game away from reaching their first ever NBA Finals. How y'all doing? This is GHN01 Blogger. This is the GHN01 Blogger podcast, episode 12. Raptors, Bucks. Man, the buck truly stopped in the six. How about we just take it down memory lane? Let us relive the beautiful moment in the six. Jurassic Park, where dreams are made. just relived that beautiful moment in the six as the Raptors advance to their first ever NBA Finals in team history. 24, 25 years of sadness has become a bittersweet moment. Raptors, a beautiful, a sweet moment in Raptors history that will never be forgotten. Raptors beat the Milwaukee Bucks 100 to 94. Yeah, Raptors started slow, but they turned it on midway through the third and rolled it into the fourth. The beauty about that too is they also allowed Kawhi 
the claw to sit in the fourth quarter and rest just a little bit just before he had to get right back into the game and finish that business. Let's get into the stats. Raptors actually outscored the Milwaukee Bucks in the fourth quarter, 29 to 18. The bench production was crazy. 32 points to 23. The Raptors went on a 26 to three run. Now let's get into points that were scored by Toronto Raptors. Kawhi had 27 and 17. Siakam had 18, Lowry had 17. Van Vliet had 14, Powell had 9, and Ibaka also had 9. Gasol had a big 6 points. I believe he scored a 3 earlier in the 3rd period, and he scored a big 3 in the 4th quarter. Let me also get to Fred Van Vliet, who was unconscious from the 3 points strike since having his baby. Yeah, my boy Freddie Van Vliet was on. If you look at the statistics, before the playoffs, Freddie Van Vliet only had like, what was it, like four points per game. That's like 25.6 in field goals and 19.5% from three-point range. But my dude, in this series, the man caught fire. The man, 16 points per game, 68% from field goals. And 82.4% from the three-point strike. My dude, Freddie Van Vliet, came to play. First two rounds, Freddie was hovering. He wasn't necessarily at his best. But when it really came down to it, and Freddie Van Vliet knew that the NBA Finals ticket was on the line, he was just like, yeah, time to bring my A-game. The Raptors, they looked weak coming into this series. First two games they got, I wouldn't say slapped, but game two, they definitely did get, get slapped. Game one, they had a chance to win it, and I believe the score was 100 to 108. But when they came back to the six, the whole dynamic of that series changed. You could definitely see that experience beat out youth in this series. You know what's interesting about this series? You know the Raptors are the 21st team to come from an 0-2 deficit and win the series? I know, it's pretty interesting. I can't stop giving credit to Kawhi. Kawhi has definitely changed this franchise and within a year. If you look at the crap that Masai Ujiri took just for trading for Kawhi and ended up getting Kawhi and Danny Green in the trade and sending Jakob Pertl and DeMar DeRozan to the San Antonio Spurs, I know it was a gamble, but it definitely did pay off. I mean, look at where we are now, NBA Finals. Nobody predicted it, but we're here. You know the last time the Milwaukee Bucks lost multiple games was between February and March of 2018. The Raptors just basically blew by the Milwaukee Bucks. So much for fear of the deer. 
if you look at it and you analyze the whole series for the first time in Giannis Atatakumbo's career he was actually exposed the Raptors decided to use a zone defense instead of man-to-man and it was effective because what they realized was if you stop Giannis Atatakumbo at the top of the key instead of allowing him to start his cadence he is stoppable I heard a lot of NBA analysts out there saying Giannis was unstoppable. But the two things we learned in this series is the Raptors' defense definitely evolved, number one. Number two, Nick Nurse has the ability to switch. And three, Giannis Atetokounmpo is able to be defended. I remember the first two rounds, Giannis was going ham. They basically had their way with the teams. But when they faced Toronto, it was a different story. The most important switch that the Raptors did that a lot of people don't realize is the fact that they took Kawhi and put him on Giannis. And Giannis, I kid you not, his point totals dropped significantly. Robin Lopez himself. Scored 29 points in the first game and was a shadow of himself. Brogdon himself, Bledsoe, you name it. The team that came together in the first and two rounds definitely showed their youth. And as I said, the experience of the Raptors definitely paid off because although Danny Green didn't bring the offense that we needed, he definitely made for up he definitely made up for it with his defense. Before coming into the league, Danny Green was looked at as the 3 and D guy. And he he's that type of player that doesn't need a coach to tell him to make the switch. But as it's always said, if it doesn't work on offense, go to what you know and it'll definitely pay off. And Danny Green is doing that. Going forward, I know this definitely poses a lot of questions for the Milwaukee Bucks. I think they should definitely keep that core together, but that will definitely make Giannis himself come back much, much stronger. Now, let's switch it over. The three key guys that I definitely seen that turned this series on its head. The bench mob, as I said. Ibaka, Van Vliet, Powell. Especially Powell. When the shots weren't going in for the Raptors, he took it on himself, said, all right, you know what? It's on me. Let me get off the bench. Let me do what I got to do. He started scoring in leaps and bunches. Van Vliet did the same thing. Ibaka came in there and he was a warrior. Shout out to Mafuzi Chef, man. He really, really, really showed up. And I got to really commend the Raptors because although the first two rounds, I can definitely say Siakam and Kawhi Leonard shouldered, put the team on their back and brought them to the Eastern Conference Final. 
this series, I can truly say the Raptors finally played together as a team. As I said, they played zone defense. If they needed a help on defense, they made sure to do that. They also made sure that they added the bench element that you really didn't see within the first and second rounds of the playoffs. But you definitely see that the Raptors, as time goes on, they definitely developed. And I definitely think also they're going to give they're going to give the Golden State Warriors some trouble because the Golden State Warriors have never seen a defense like this in, I believe, their five, six years trip to the finals with LeBron and co. On the other side. Yeah, that's another thing. Don't you guys think it's interesting that this year LeBron is not going to be in the NBA finals? I know. Pretty funny. It's all, it's only right for the Raptors to make to the NBA Finals. Let's be honest. With the point totals, and I think Kawhi's point totals, average per game, 32.4. And I believe for Kevin Durant, it was like 34, 35 before he got injured. Right now, as we speak, unequivocally, Kawhi Leonard is the best player in basketball right now. Don't tell me about the Stephen Currys. Don't tell me about the Kevin Durants. Don't tell me about the Klay Thompsons. Kawhi is the man. And hence the reason why we're going to the NBA Finals. Let me give a shout out to Kyle Lowry too, man. Kyle Lowry, with his game first and second round, he was more kind of distributing the ball, making sure that everybody got open looks. But as we got to round three, he looked at his game, analyzed it, and he realized, you know what? It's time to make the switch. I got to be the playmaker. I'm the leader here, so I need to lead by example. A lot of people said that, I believe it was a game two or game three, he scored like 30 points. And I even said it myself, that it seemed like it was a, wa- a wasted effort. But in actuality, going through the series... It ended up helping him. It pushed them forward and the team. Now, we're at the NBA Finals. 24 years ago, we were given an NBA franchise. We drafted Stoudemire, McGrady, Carter, Chris Bosh, Primo Pasta, a.k.a. Andrea Bagnani, Terrace Ross, DeMar DeRozan. This franchise has went through a lot of hurt. So to see what happened Saturday was just a beauty within itself. You got to shout out Raptor fans, man, in Jurassic Park. Did you see the lineups? I don't care what anybody says. The Toronto Raptors have the greatest fan base in the history of the NBA. Raptors have a country behind them. They don't just have a city. Montreal, Vancouver, Ottawa, New Brunswick, you name it. Even if you go across the pond to the UK, Raptors fans out there. Even all the way across to Asia and Africa, man. We the North. 
is a brand that's definitely not gonna die soon. As again, I gotta give a shout out to Masai Ujiri himself. If it wasn't for him, we definitely wouldn't be put in the position that we are today. He took a huge gamble and the gamble paid off. Which now makes me wanna ask that question. I think the NBA now has to give the Raptors their damn Christmas game because they're not just deserving. They're overly deserving at this point. It's pretty crazy. I got to use the old adage, although it may seem cliche, but what a time to be alive. What a time to be a Raptors fan. To see the joy on Kyle Lowry's face to finally win that Eastern Conference. To see Pascal Siakam developing before our eyes. To Norman Powell coming back as the playoff Powell. All the way down to Fred Van Vliet, Serge Ibaka, Paul Gasol. Honestly, Paul Gasol was a big pickup. A lot of people hated that we got Paul Gasol because we traded away a lot of real estate. We got rid of Valentunis. We got rid of um, DeLon Wright. We got rid of, I believe it was two more players. And, you know, a lot of people thought that our bench was going to suffer. But when you actually look at it, you just needed this team to just come together, understand each other, and make a playoff push. Now, let's get to the Warrior Series. Tail of the tape in the regular season. You know, Raptors are the second team to sweep the Warriors under Steve Kerr, but they're the only team this season to actually sweep the Warriors in the regular season. As they say, Regular season stats really don't count. Analytics is just for statistics that will get you to the playoffs. But it's about having those key players that will get you through it. Raptors scored at least 120 points per game, which is the two games where they beat the Warriors. Which is pretty interesting. Because when you look at it now, a lot of people didn't think that this would be the NBA Finals. But Klay Thompson on the Warriors said it after the second game that it would be a preview. And now we're here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Raptors definitely needed the time to relax, you know, nurse their injuries, the X, Y, and Z. They played Saturday. The next game they they will play is today, which is Thursday. The last time Golden State played was actually May 20th. And game one today, which is May 30th. So they would have had at least a week to prepare. This is Ghana's number one blogger, and this is the GH101 Blogger Report. I thank you tuning in. Woo! The Raptors 
Yes, the Raptors have made the NBA Finals. Sounds like a dream, but pinch yourself. We the North is in the final, and we're not just in the final. We are hosting game one and two. Nine o'clock time, be there, be square. Jurassic Park, that's where it's at. This is the GH101 Blogger Podcast, as I said. Follow it on all live streaming platforms available. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, you name it. It's all there. Thank you guys and have yourself a wonderful night.